Hey there, this is Humble Yoke. I'm unpacking ways to learn more about yourself and understanding how you fit in the world because there's room for all of us here. Hey guys, just popping in here really quick to tell you about one of our sponsors, Anchor Podcasting. That's right. This is exactly what I am using to record this podcast. So let me tell you a little bit about it. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's totally free. And there's even creation tools within it that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It is super convenient and it is super user friendly. Anchor will also distribute the podcast for you. If you've ever done research on this, it can be really complicated to get it out there and produce it all by yourself. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and that is also very unheard of. It can be really hard to attract some sponsors. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. Download your free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys. Back to the show. Hey, everyone. I wanted to talk to you today about the Enneagram. And as I introduced to you, um, this has been something that's very, very healing for me. It gives me language and a tangible perspective to explain things about myself that I couldn't explain in another way. And I have just found it to be so helpful and I care about it so much that I really feel passionate about telling people about uh, the Enneagram and what I have come to understand about it and um, to just introduce you and lead the way for your own self-discovery because, again, it is a very, very beautiful tool to use. And while there are many other personality tools out there, this isn't necessarily about your... um, your wavering personality. This is more about who you are at the core, the very essence of what motivates you to behave a certain way or to see things in a certain way. So there are nine different types and um, they all bring their own things to the table. And I'm going to start today and um, talk to you about the Enneagram type one. It's known as the perfectionist. And I am going to speak to you out of The Honest Enneagram by Sarah Jane Case. She's the creator of Enneagram and Coffee. Um, It is a podcast that you can subscribe to on Apple Music and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And um, the reason why I want to use this is because she has a very different way of approaching some difficult stuff. Um, she has a very easy way of approaching it, whereas a lot of other resources can be really cut and dry and sort of feel a little insensitive. Um, so definitely the type one, I want to use Sarah's approach or Sarah Jane. I'm not totally sure what she goes by, um, because I can tell you at the end of the, um, type one section or chapter, 
I found myself blubbering in tears because I align with the type one. Um, and the reason this has been so healing to me is because I just thought I was a terrible human being before this. I didn't understand why my brain operated the way it did. I didn't understand my perspectives and why I could be so rigid and cold um, and be so unwavering on my opinion or my perspective of something. And um, it caused a lot of very um, toxic arguments. And um, I have burned a lot of bridges by seeing things my way and not straying from that. So the Enneagram was very healing for me. And it's given me a way to step back and really understand someone else's perspective and to be a little bit more on the fence about things rather than being so stone cold um, solid in my perspective, if, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm going to start talking to you about the Enneagram and then I'll tell you about the type one just so you know where we are with this. So, like I said, the Enneagram um, is a tool for understanding your core motivations. Um, it is just a theory. It is not a religious perspective or anything else. It's just something that's been passed down for many, many thousands of years or something like that. Um, there's really no um, said origins of it. Um, there's no author of it um, as far as what I have come to understand. Um, it's just something that's super ancient and there's a whole lot of truth to it. Um, it's just a series of observations put together and um, yeah. So there's different schools of thought when it comes to this. You can believe someone's perspective more than the other. Um, it's just based on that person's studies of it. And um, like I said, everybody has a different way of thinking about it. Um, but again, there are nine types. It's kind of a star-shaped um, graphing, if you will. Um, it goes from you know one to nine and it shows how all of the types come together at a certain point um one number will go to another number in stress and one number will go to a different number in times of growth and um they can have a wing it's going to be the number that's on either side of it um but one number is not necessarily going to change to a different number in any given circumstance you are who you are but you borrow certain things from the numbers around you or the numbers that you connect to so the type 1 being known as the um the perfectionist um it is a number on the Enneagram that is very black and white about things. The basic desire for a one is to be a good person, to not be corrupt, um, and to be balanced and live in integrity. Their basic fear is to um, be a bad person or to be evil, to be seen as evil. Um, type ones are very disciplined and discerning. Um, they have a good way of, um, showing you right from wrong, but if they're in a place of stress, they can be very self-righteous, um, and they can, um, use this inner critic that they have, um, to believe that they are right and ignoring everything else, not, um, being open to receiving someone else's opinion or understanding their perspective, 
um, they can really, really easily get caught up in this state of having to perfect everything when they feel strained. Um, And ultimately, this is very unachievable. There's never going to be that level of perfection that they reach and can settle. It's always going to be a battle to strive to the next perfect thing. Now, when they're in a place of health, which means that they are mentally and emotionally balanced, um, they can be a wealth of wisdom. They can share so much about being good because they're ultimately good. And I've heard from many different places that the one is the best friend that you will ever have based on their perspective, their loyalty to you, and their sound advice. Um, They can bring um, a very um, old soul perspective and an old soul energy in conversation. Um, or they can bring a very critical perspective to a conversation. It just depends on where a one is in health and stress. Um, we all have this inner critic that I'm talking about, but for the one, it's dialed a little bit higher and sometimes it can really be the make or break of relationships for a type one. Um, and there are subtypes of every number. So for subtypes of a one, um, it can be the self-preservation type where they're constantly worrying and anxious. They're focused primarily on striving for perfection. Um, they can feel desperate or a desire to control everything in their life and the world around them. They try really hard to predict the future and it can really look like a type six um, because a type six, we'll get into that a little bit later, um, but a type six is based on um, being secure. That's the best way I can describe that. So the social subtype of a one, they take on the role of the example, quote unquote, for the right way to be, like the poster child of being good. They can be rigid and inflexible, non-adaptive, desire to be superior, and oftentimes they feel alienated in groups of people. There is the sexual subtype. It's not necessarily what you might be thinking, just hear me out. They focus on reforming others and not as focused on refining themselves. They can be rigid and inflexible, very zealous. They go for what they want. They can experience trapdoor behavior, saying one thing to the world while secretly doing the opposite. And um, they can also... um, They can be very impatient. So striving for perfection, they want it now or they need their needs met now or they need things to fall into place now. And it causes this inner hurricane of I need it right now, the sense of urgency and being perfect and not wanting to be seen at at a crazy perspective. They don't want to be seen as the crazy person because all they're doing is trying to satisfy this inner voice to make sure that everything is as it is seen to be perfect, if that makes sense. Type ones with a two wing, 
This wing can um, help to soften the type one. Um, it can help them to step more into empathy and helping people and advocating for people and really extending this essence of warmth. A type one with a nine wing, um, they can start to see things in alternative perspectives. They're able to place themselves in someone else's shoes and understand where that person is coming from in their perspective. And when they tap into this wing, it helps for them to really flex that wisdom muscle. Like I said, a type one, when they're in a, a time of health, they can be very wise and they can be such a wealth of solid, genuine advice. Um, the type one in their lines, they in stress will go to a type four and in a type of a time of health, they will go to a seven. And when they're in a type four, they can go really, really low and dark into emotion and they can really pick things apart and just go overboard with their time of stress or depression. And when they're in their healthy type of seven, they can be more fun loving and spontaneous. Type ones have a really hard time of letting go and having fun because they think that maybe that fun is wrong. Maybe that fun isn't the right way of living. And what if I get caught up in that level of fun and I can't find my way back? So coming into that time of seven helps them to really let loose and silence that inner critic. They can call out that inner critic and just turn it off and really enjoy being alive. A type one has a hard time being flexible, letting go, and enjoying the beauty in life because they're constantly seeing things that are wrong. So having that seven in their wheelhouse is such a gift. And if a one can really let go and grasp onto that seven, it makes for a very healthy one and a one that people really, really want to be around because they can be funny. They tell jokes and it's jokes that people laugh at. There's depth to those jokes. Um, kind of like a really good comedian on stage. Um, they can bring a whole different level of perspective to, you know, a dose of funny. And their four can really help them to be more creative with their critical eye if they just use that four in the right way. If they take on the time to paint or be creative, that four can be a real asset to a one in times of stress, but they just have to channel that in the best way. So like I said, I am a type one and what life looks like for a type one, um, it can be really hard. Um, there's a lot of my life where I'm constantly analyzing things and trying to predict the future and being prepared and doing things the right way, whatever the right way seems to be at that season of life, whether there are a lot of people saying this is what you should do and, you know, kind of reading in to what people might be thinking of me, um, reading between the lines constantly, trying to gauge the feeling of the room and read the writing on the wall. It can be really difficult to be a one. And when things go awry or not as they were planned out, um, it can be really hard for a one to readjust and um, hit a different gear and just adapt and overcome. Ones are very stuck in their ways a lot of times. And like I said, if they can tap into that seven wheelhouse, it helps them free up because ones can deal with a lot of anxiety. 
Um, there are ones that are stuck on medication to help balance their emotions when in a lot of cases it's just them and if they can turn off that inner critic or find a way to be in a better relationship with it ones can live a much looser life if that makes sense and I am speaking all of this from experience and I've found the Enneagram to be such a healing tool for me because when I see myself getting into this rigid place of perfection where I'm like snapping at my kids and I'm snapping at my husband because he's not doing things the way that I think they should be done. When I catch myself doing that, I know it's just a matter of time before I have a breakdown. And there have been a few times in the past couple of years where I've landed in the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack. I didn't understand that I was actually having panic attacks. And once I realized what was happening and I partnered with the Enneagram, I was able to mentally talk myself out of a frenzy and talk myself off of a ledge, if you will. And that has helped me to be able to give people advice in times of need and offer a perspective that they wouldn't have otherwise thought of. So even the hard times can be an asset to us if we're just willing to lean into that and be, you know, in a healthy state of mind. And really understand that there might be a lesson in that that situation and it's not just life out to get us. So being a one can be a real asset if you lean on your your good strengths, your sevenness, or if you have a nine wing, being more empathetic to people. Or if you have a two wing, being more of an advocate for people and being warm and empathetic. So I hope that sheds a little perspective and light on to some of you that might align with the type one. You're not broken, you're not crazy, and you're not a bad person. You just see the world a lot different than every other number on the Enneagram. And we all have our gifts and talents that we bring to the table. And there's not one number that's more superior to another. It's just the way we see the world and what our personal motivations are. And they're all very, very important. So until next time, I will see you guys later. And um, the next episode, we will bring the type two to the table. And I'm hoping to have a dear friend on here to share her two-ness to everybody. So take care of yourself and find something good that you can put out in the world that only you can do. Take care.